You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. God is good. His mercy endures forever. That's right. That's the accurate biblical response. <laughs> Although He's good all the time, but His mercies... They endure forever. They never come to an end. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That's why he is good. It's because of his mercies. Glory, glory. We thank God. Thank God that we can be gathered together today. Even to um, appreciate our Lord Jesus Christ. We know the world all over is celebrating the birth of Christ. And many times you have many controversies around that. But to us, we don't care about the date. Actually, the Bible says, let no man judge you regarding dates. <laughs> Amen? Dates, feasts, moons, and all of that. Let no man judge you concerning that. And you don't judge anybody as well. Okay? So we don't worship dates. Turn to someone and say, we don't worship dates. We worship the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. The great I am that I am. But we celebrate the fact that He came. We celebrate the fact that He came. And that's what matters the most. Never miss the most important things. The enemy has a way of getting us occupied with the lesser matters. And then we leave the weightier matters. So we don't want to be fooled by that. Amen? Amen. So we thank God. Somebody say, thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you are grateful for that, you need to give him a shout. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. As we go into your word, I receive grace. I receive, Lord God, supernatural ability to communicate your heart. Use my mouth. Lord God, let your word come with clarity. Let it come with simplicity. Let it come with power. Let our lives be changed. Let there be transformation. Renew our minds. Oh Lord, destroy our ignorance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So last week we started looking at the mystery of godliness. How many people have gone back to that message? Okay, some of you, you don't know that you need to go back again and again and again. Hmm? Yeah, I was listening to it this morning and I was so blessed just listening to that message. You see, I get more blessed than you because I receive it than I share it with you. You only receive from me. I receive And then I get blessed receiving it. Then I get blessed sharing it. Then I get blessed going back to it again. (laughs) So it's it's amazing. Turn to someone and say, it's just amazing. (laughs) Hallelujah. So let's turn to the book of 1 Timothy. Chapter 3. We'll take our text from there. 1 Timothy chapter 3. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, we read verse 16. It says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. There's no controversy about it. God was manifested in the flesh. Amazing. Justified in the spirit. Seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, 
believed on in the world, then received up in glory. What a mystery. What a mystery. So it's a mystery. The word mystery means hidden secret. Okay? So there are things that God has hidden. Now the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, the secret things belong to the Lord. All right? The secret things belong to the Lord. And he says, the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children and to our children's children. Glory to God. So there are secret things that belong to the Lord. There are secret things that God has the prerogative to keep secret if he wants. So, from time to time, God reveals certain secrets. So, when he reveals them, those are mysteries. Those are mysteries. I've heard about people going into space looking for God. Why spend all that money to go, spend billions to go looking for God when God has revealed himself? <laughs> Hallelujah. When the mystery of godliness has been made manifest, it's been made manifest to us. And Jesus said when he was speaking to Philip, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Glory to God. So one of the things about the Bible, the Bible just is just loaded with so many divine secrets that are being unraveled day by day. Day by day. So in Hebrews chapter 1, let's look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible tells us there, talking about Jesus, says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat at the right hand of majesty on high. In fact, let's read the verses before that. Let's read, let's read from verse 1. Let's read from verse 1. Okay, it says, God, who at various times... And in various ways spoke in the past to the fathers by the prophets, okay? Has in these last days spoken to us by what? By his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had he had by himself purged our sins sat at the right hand of majesty on high so this is this is talking about the mystery of godliness it's part of the mystery of godliness God is so vast, the human mind is not capable of fully comprehending everything about God. So God reveals little by little, little by little for us to be able to process. For us to be able to process. You think that your little peanut brain can understand the entire universe and the God that put the universe together. You think that your brain has a capacity. No, you don't. And moreover, your brain is even in a fallen state right now. <laughs> so there is very limited capacity of the human brain to understand to understand God. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit who helps us. Come on. 
Yeah. So we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And then we have the new creation that enables us to interact with divinity without being destroyed. It's amazing. Tell to someone say, it's just amazing. Yeah. So the mystery of godliness, God has in the past spoken. He spoke through the mouths of prophets. And you know, the prophets were prophesying. They were prophesying, but they didn't even fully understand what they were saying. Look at the book of 1 Peter. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Still, we're still looking at, we're still talking about the mystery of godliness. But look at 1 Peter chapter 1. I want us to read from verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Don't someone say, I am kept by the power of God through faith. Yeah, so we are kept by the power of God through faith. That's why last week I said to you, the devil cannot. He does not have what it takes to stop God's destiny for your life. He doesn't. He, he can only advance to the extent to which we permit him. Yeah. So, it says in this, verse 6, it says, In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. How many people have been grieved by various trials lately? Have you been grieved? I have been grieved by various trials. It says that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise honor and glory at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you loved, though now you do not see him yet believing. You rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He is speaking to people who are already saved, right? But you know that salvation is also a progressive work. Come on. Yeah, salvation is a progressive work. What do I mean? I am saved. And I am being saved. And I shall be saved. It's a progressive work. So your spirit man gets saved Instantly, the moment you call Jesus into your heart, the moment you embrace him, he comes in, poof, makes a, he just creates a new entire species that has never existed before, right inside you. But then, your physical body does not change. Yes? If you are tall, you don't get short when you get born again. And if you are short, you don't get tall when you get born again. Come on. Yeah. So if you are bearded and you get born again, your beard doesn't disappear. <laughs> or if you are bald headed, some of you that have been blessed with, with the shiny head. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, when you get born again, that does not, it, 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 it doesn't change. But when you get born again, something brand new takes place inside you. All right? 
But then your soul begins a journey. Your soul begins a journey. So your soul is being saved. Your soul is being saved. It's a progression. Every day you take the word of God in. When you, when you take the word of God in, it helps you renew your mind. It leads to the salvation of your soul. Amen. James says, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. And he's speaking to people who are born again. So when a born again Christian doesn't feed on the word of God, doesn't listen to the word of God, does not live by the word of God, doesn't apply the word of God, his soul is at risk. His soul is at risk. That's why once saved, always saved is a doctrine from hell. Run away from that trash. Okay? Yeah. So, let's read on. We're still talking about the mystery of godliness. Okay? Where are we now? What, what verse are we in? Verse 9. Okay. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Then verse 10. Let's, let's go to verse 10. Of this salvation, come on. <laughs> The prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to you. So the prophets were prophesying. Amen. And the prophetic gift has the ability, it gives you the ability to get into the mind of God, to get a few things out of the mind of God. So out of the mind of God, by the prophetic office, some of them were able to prophesy certain things. Isaiah was able to prophesy things that he didn't fully understand. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of them prophesied. But the Bible is saying, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired. They searched carefully. In other words, after they prophesied, they now go start searching. And they are searching the scripture, but they can't fully understand it because God still kept it as a mystery. God kept it as a mystery. So in, even though they could declare it, they didn't fully grasp it because it was still in the realm of mysteries. Are you following me? Yeah. Then look at verse 11. Let's go to verse 11. I want to stop at verse 12. He's, it says, searching what, of, of what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. <laughs> These guys, they were prophesying. They could see things, but they couldn't fully grasp. They searched. But they couldn't get the full knowledge. Then look at verse 12. Yeah. This is, this is talking to, to us. It says, to them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Come on, look at the last part. Look at that. I love that. Look at that. Things which angels desired to do what? To look into. Hallelujah. There are things that angels desire to look into. Those are the things we are talking about. That's the mystery of godliness. So the angels could, they, they could hear these things. Let's read this verse, verse 12 in the Amplified. Let's read in the Amplified. This screen is not showing the complete verse. Let's read in the Amplified. I hope you give us the complete picture there. It says, it was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace, 
were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you. Hallelujah. In these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told, huh? which have now been told to you. Okay, let me see. Let me read it. This screen is to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sorry, sorry. To you by those who preach the gospel to you by the power of the Holy Spirit who was sent from heaven. Into these things even angels longed to look. So do you see that? Even the angels didn't fully understand. Did you know that the angels of God are looking into the church? That's why angels attend church services. Because sometimes they hear some mysteries. Hallelujah. Because they hear some things that gets them excited. Make no mistake, they know a lot of things already. But there are certain things... Hallelujah. Which by the spirit of revelation will be uttered. And they say, okay, now we get it. So there are things that angels desire to look into. So when you go back to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. When it talks about the mystery of godliness, there's no controversy there. He lists a progression of the revelation, the unfolding, the unraveling of the mystery of godliness. So the first thing is that God was manifested in the flesh. He was manifested in the flesh. My goodness. So, the angels didn't realize that God can be manifested in the flesh. That God can become human flesh and yet still be God. It's a mystery. So, that blew the angels' minds. It's like, is this what Isaiah was talking about? Oh, wow. Then you can imagine the worship that goes out from the angels just beholding such a mystery. Amen? So, God manifested in the flesh, then justified in the spirit. I spoke to you last week about justified in the spirit. How it speaks about his, his um, death. Come on. His crucifixion. Death and resurrection. God could raise him from the dead because he was justified in the spirit. He was killed even though he never sinned. So he was unjustly crucified. And because of that, Satan placed, brought himself under a death sentence for killing innocent life. For shedding blood that never sinned. And so there was an announcement, there was a proclamation in the spirit that justified him. And there was no spirit that could contend that. No spirit could challenge that. Part of the mystery of godliness. Hallelujah. So justified in the spirit, then they now say seen by angels. So you see, this thing as they are being unraveled, God allowed angels to look and see. They say, okay, you guys, that thing that from the foundation of the world, that lamb that you were looking at that you couldn't understand, (laughs) <laughs> you know, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. The angels didn't understand it. Even Lucifer didn't understand it. Just seeing the Lamb there, slain, blood all over. He said, what's all this mess in such a glorious place? What's God doing? If I'm, when I become God, I will get rid of this thing. This mess. But he didn't know it was a mystery. Somebody says it's a mystery. Yes. Hallelujah. So God hid that. He kept that as a secret. 
And then the prophets prophesying, they didn't fully understand it. A virgin will conceive. What a mystery. Isaiah was saying, I'm sure after that, Isaiah went and said, hey, I think I miss God there. I miss God there. And sometimes God will speak to you and you will think that you have missed God. You will think that you have missed God. It's like when God told, told us to come to Midran, it was as if we missed God. I'll never the, forget the way I was mocked about coming to Midrand. I said, what is there in Midrand? There's nothing. It doesn't add anything. It's just a, it's just, it's just a place that is just in between Joburg and Pretoria. Nothing significant. But God said Midrand. There's a mystery God wants to unravel in Midrand. You, you, you see? Yeah. So sometimes when God speaks, his word might not make sense to you. At the time he's speaking. But with time, if you are patient, if you wait with time, it will make sense. To make sense. So the prophets of all were prophesying. They're talking about salvation. They're talking about the Messiah. Go read Isaiah 53. You, you will see that that guy, he was talking, but he didn't even know what he was saying. As to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He says, he, I mean, several things he says. In fact, the entire chapter. When you go from verse 1, put it up, let's see. Come on, let's read it. Just look at something there. Somebody speaking tongues a little. Let the mystery of godliness be unraveled in our lives. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Look at verse 2. It says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of com or comeliness that we should see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. Do you think Isaiah knew what he was saying? It's a mystery. He is prophesying, but the prophecy is coded. It's encrypted. It's encrypted because Satan must not understand it. Do you get my point? Yeah. So it's not only man that knows how to encrypt today. God knows how to encrypt. It says, look at it. It says, he is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Do you think he understood what he was saying? He didn't. But he was, the spirit of prophecy is a powerful thing. You can prophesy something that you don't understand. And it is still God. Still God. Hallelujah. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He didn't understand that. It's part of the mystery of godliness. <laughs> yes. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Ask Isaiah, when you meet him in heaven, ask him, when you were prophesying, did you know what you were saying? Did you understand what you were saying? He didn't. He didn't. Hallelujah. So sometimes when God is speaking, you might not fully grasp it, but don't lose what he's saying. Don't allow the word, don't abort the word of God because you don't fully comprehend it. Because it might not be time for the mystery to be unraveled. Every mystery has a time. Hallelujah. So there are mysteries about your life that God has kept in a time. They are time sensitive. Come on. 
The time will come. In the fullness of time, come on. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, in the fullness of time. So that in the fullness of time, that's a time God is, okay, it's time for this mystery to be unraveled. Angels, pay attention now and see me at work. Hallelujah. Amazing, right? Yeah. So these are things that was, he was seen by angels. Angels looked. And let me tell you, when he says seen by angels, both the correct angels and the wrong angels. God's angels and Satan's angels. They all saw this mystery unravel. They all saw it. Seen by angels. So there are things, even about your life, the angels of God are looking. Your guardian angel, who was given to you at birth, is beholding and watching and seeing some things unravel in your life. Hallelujah. Do you know that there's a book about you in heaven? Your angel has read that book. So you'll be looking, how is this one coming to pass? How will this one happen? How, how is it going to happen? So it is still a mystery to him. Amen. But then when they look, poof, wow. Okay. Then it will inspire worship again. And again, and again. We are the only ones that can frustrate the purposes of God. Satan cannot. Satan cannot. We frustrate it when we refuse to cooperate with God. Hallelujah. Amen. When God sends you, God sends you to Midran, you don't want to be in Midran. Because your whole clan is not in Midran. Come on. Yeah, your whole clan is in Santon. So, but you, God said Midran. So every time you, you find yourself always traveling to Santon, oh, okay, I think I better move to Santon because that's where my whole clan is. But you don't know what God wants to do in Midran that is going to help your clan. You don't know. You have no idea. The mystery. What a mystery. God is at work. Turn to someone and say, God is not confused. Yeah, he's never confused. You are the one that gets confused, but God is not. And, and actually, there's no reason why you should be confused. Because if it's not time, the secret things belong to who? To God. The things that are revealed belong to, to us. So if it has not yet been revealed, that means it doesn't yet belong to you. Hello? Yeah. Turn to someone. Look at them and say, if it has not yet been revealed, maybe it's because it doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So there are things about my life I don't fully understand. There are things about my calling I don't fully understand. Amen? Amen? There are things about my family I don't fully understand. There are things I understand, but there are things I don't understand. And I cannot pretend to understand what I don't understand. Because some, sometimes our pride does not allow us to admit that we don't understand. So we want to quickly cook up something. Meanwhile, it is still in the realm of mystery. It's still in the realm of mystery. And God is saying, wait, hold on. But no, you can't wait. Time is going. You've been here for so long. So you need to take a step. And you take a step out of destiny. Out of the pride of your heart. Instead of humbling yourself. <laughs> you see how we get confused. 
how we confuse matters. Yeah. The mystery of godliness. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It is great. So God is constantly revealing. He's progressively revealing things. Revealing himself. Revealing his ways. Amen? Now, yes, there are things that God also expects you to search out. Because, you know, he says in um, Proverbs, I think 25. Is it 25 verse 1? The way it's... It says, it's the, it's, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out the matter. Glory to God. So God also wants you to take some responsibility to seek Him, to, to pursue Him, to seek understanding. Amen. Because understanding is powerful. Turn to someone and say, understanding is very powerful. <laughs> Do you know that the whole experience of Daniel with the prince of Persia and the angel Gabriel, it was all about understanding. It, it wasn't about wanting to become a millionaire. It wasn't about wanting to become king. Come on. It wasn't about wanting to be healed. It wasn't about wanting to be delivered. It wasn't about all of that. It was for understanding. Now, why would the prince of Persia fight Gabriel, who is sent to give understanding to Daniel? So that should tell you that sometimes the enemy doesn't want you to understand things. So he fights to keep you in the realm of darkness. So even though it's time of revelation, some people can still be in darkness, even though it's time for the mystery to be unraveled. My Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The mystery of godliness. God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels. Okay? Then preached among Gentiles. It's part of the mystery of godliness. Even what we are doing right now, preaching is part of the unveiling of the mystery of godliness. Because there are some things that only will come out through preaching. There are some mysteries that will only be made known through preaching. That's why he gave us the great commission. Hallelujah. The mystery of godliness. So when we celebrate the coming of Jesus, I want you to know we are celebrating the mystery of godliness. We are celebrating the mystery of godliness. It's not about the day. You miss it completely if you major on the day. But if you major on the event, then you're on course. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he came. Yeah. Andrew Crouch sang a song. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Amen. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if Jesus didn't care? Where would I be if he didn't sacrifice his life? Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. Amen. Amen. So we celebrate his coming. 
I'm grateful that he agreed to come. He was not forced. Did you know that? He was not compelled. He agreed to come. And then take the form of man. Humbled himself. Made himself of no reputation. Isaiah says he was bruised for iniquities. He says that there was no comeliness, no dis. For us to even behold his face. He says it was so. It was so ugly. By the time he was being beaten. Going to the cross. He was bruised. Flesh falling off his face. Nobody could, be, could behold that kind of ugliness. But yet it said it pleased the father. It pleased God to have him smitten. What a mystery. What a mystery. All because of you. And then the devil now comes and lies to you that God doesn't love you. I mean, can, you see, can you see how the, the enemy works? Imagine all that God did. The mystery that he unraveled over time and is still unraveling. Then Satan comes to say, he doesn't love you. Just end it all. And you listen to him. And you start believing him. He says, oh, if he loved you, this would not be happening in your life. Can't you see, Sister Jacqueline? Hmm? God loves her. That's why this is happening in her life. You. As for you, God doesn't love you. Hmm? Look at Uncle Tom. See what God is doing in his life. You. Sacrificing. Every day. Serving. If you have been faithful. You have been doing this. You have been doing that. Nothing to show for it. Don't know if someone say there's a mystery at work. I might not be able to explain it now. I might not be. I might not be able. I might not fully understand it. But I know there's a mystery at work. I'm not going to make a mistake. I make a dumb decision because I don't understand the mystery. I'm not going to make that mistake. It's a mystery. When the Lord told us to come to this country, it wasn't, it was like, it was, it was the dumbest decision. It was the dumbest decision. The mockery that we faced. Because they didn't understand the mystery. <laughs> Hallelujah. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. I'll never forget. Being made to sit, surrounded by elders and some deacons. And I was being interrogated. And I was being told how I'm under delusion. For even conceiving. That God will tell me such a thing. Can you imagine? Say there's a mystery. So don't be upset if somebody doesn't understand God's plan, God's purpose, God's mandate, God's call upon your life. Don't be, don't be upset. Because they were not in God's counsel. They were not in the counsel of heaven when that decision was being made. They were not there. They're not privy to that mystery. Yes. Yes, Lord. So what do you do? Forgive them. They don't know what they are saying. They don't know what they are doing. God is at work. When the mystery of God is at work in your life. I'm linking this with the mystery of godliness because there are mysteries that are Still concerning your life. There are things that are still mysterious. Even to you. You can't understand. But God is at work. God is at work. Just be patient. Be patient. Hallelujah. My goodness. So preached among the Gentiles. Jesus being preached now. To all nations he's being preached. It's part of the mystery. That is unfolding. You know, there was a time the Jews didn't even understand. They thought that Jesus was 
or the Messiah or the gospel was only for them. Do you understand? So God now used another mystery to blind national Israel. And then he brought out the church. Another mystery. Say another mystery. (laughs) Hallelujah. He brought out one new man. Where could he could unite? Jews and Gentiles. Hallelujah. No male, no female. In Christ Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Born nor free. Male nor female. Glory to God. So he's able to transcend every class. Because, you know, in those days, class was the main thing. You were either a bourgeois or you were a peasant. Now, if you are not among the rich, sorry, you are destined to remain down there. But when Jesus, when the gospel came, hallelujah, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. So even those that you think are below you, be careful. There's a mystery at work there. There's a mystery at work there. By the pronouncement of the gospel, that person down there can be taken and made to sit with kings. It's a mystery. God is at work. Don't ever make the mistake of Thinking that God is not at work. He is at work. He might not work according to your schedule. He will not work according to your timing. He will not work according to your understanding. But he's at work. I cannot count how many times I've gone before the Lord to say, Lord, I don't understand, but I trust you. I don't understand, but I trust you. And because I trust you, I will follow. Even when it doesn't make sense, I will follow. And so because of that, we've taken steps that don't make sense. Much later, you now look back and say, wow, the wisdom of God. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God prepared for those that love him. Hallelujah. It has not entered the heart of man. So if a man doesn't understand, why do you get offended? Don't get offended. Just bless the Lord that he's at work. Nothing will separate you from his love. Amen? Nothing will frustrate his plan and purpose. Nothing. Just stay on track. Don't be distracted. Touch someone and say, please, please, I beg you. Don't make a dumb decision. Yes. Because, you know, we're ending the year and we're going to start a new year. Some people are getting ready to make a dumb decision. Warming up. To make a dumb decision. Please, turn to someone and say, I beg you, please. Don't make a dumb decision. Yeah, stay on track. Stay the course. At the end, it shall speak. Though it tarry, it shall not lie. Hallelujah. There is a mystery at work. My, oh my. Don't make a dumb decision. I beg you, please, please. Okay, I think I'm ringing somebody's bell. Yeah. So preached among the Gentiles. Believed in the world. So people are believing all over. Millions are believing. 
And billions are going to believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. They'll believe in the preaching. I'm telling you, every household in Midran, we're going to reach every household. There's a mystery that will unravel and will make this a reality. One day we will look back and say, wow. Is this, is this how it is? Is this that mystery? I'll never forget. For two weeks, the Lord was showing me every night, every night, midrap, midrap, speaking to me. Every night for two weeks. And then now the devil come and say, just forget that thing. He was not there. Amen? To him, it is a mystery. He still can't understand it. And he should remain in the realm of darkness. Because that's where he belongs. Amen? So I declare that God's plan for your life, God's purpose in your life, God's purpose for your life, God's purpose for your future, God's purpose for your family, will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Might not make sense now. Just stay the course. God is faithful. He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Just like he told Adam in, in Genesis chapter 3. When Adam ate that fruit. And God said. Well he didn't tell Adam. He told Satan. He said. The, the, the seed of the woman. He said the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You will bruise his heel. When he spoke that, Adam heard it. Adam heard it. Eve heard it. Satan heard it. The angels heard it. Hallelujah. So it seemed as if it was not going to happen. Isn't it? But when the time came, <laughs> he didn't know that in that sentence alone, there was an entire gospel. There was an entire mystery. There was an entire revelation. There was an entire, an entire story in one sentence. An entire story. The redemption of humanity. telling you, don't joke with God. He's too wise. He's too wise. How can Satan, who was given wisdom by God, be wiser than God? It's not, it's not possible. God gave him the brain that he's using. The wisdom that he used to, 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 to get the earth from Adam and Eve. The wisdom that he used. God, it is, it is God that created him and gave him, made him, he said you were wise. Huh? Ezekiel 28, you read it there. Yeah. How can he outwit God? It's not possible. It's not possible. So, why, if he could not stop God's plan of redemption, why do you think he can stop God's plan for your life? Why? Because you face some obstacles here and there. Little obstacles that are meant to even flex your muscles. Those, those challenges you, you face, they are meant to train you. Those are for your training. Those are for your growth in stature. Yeah. God is, is, is building your spiritual muscles, your spiritual biceps. You are doing some resistant training. Because the time is going to come, He will give you an entire kingdom to rule over. Now you listen to the lies of the devil. To hell with the devil. Somebody say, to hell with the devil. Amen. Yeah. So he was he, he, the mystery of God. He was manifesting the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, 
preached among the Gentiles, believed in the world, received up in glory. Hallelujah. Received up in glory. That's part of the mystery of godliness. So he came as an infant, as a seed in the womb of Mary, but he rose as a conqueror over death. That is the mystery of godliness. That's the mystery of godliness. And he is not only, he didn't only rise, he is seated at the right hand of majesty. He's seated at the right hand of majesty, making intercession for you and I. And then you think Satan can defeat that. What are you saying? Let's renew our minds. Let's renew our minds. And, and get rid of that victim mentality. Get rid of it. It's not, it stinks before God. Walk with your head high up. You don't understand. Just tell yourself, there's a mystery at work. Amen. There's a mystery at work in my life. There's a mystery at work in my family. There's a mystery at work concerning my career. There's a mystery at work concerning my business. There's a mystery at work concerning my relationships. There's a mystery at work concerning my future. There's a mystery at work concerning my destiny. Start thinking like that. And then you will keep frustrating the devil every day. But when you start listening to his lies, start feeding on his lies, start meditating on his lies, and maybe some close people are dropping seeds of lies, seeds that will derail you, seeds that will, seeds of confusion that will confuse you, you now begin to ponder over them. Then you find yourself making decisions that you have no business making. Hmm? The secret things belong to God. The things that are revealed belong to us and to our children and to our children's children. Sometimes things are secret, but they will not be secret forever. Amen. There will not always be a secret. Amen. There will be a time of revelation. Amen. Amen. There will be a time of revelation. I remember years ago listening to Kenneth Hagin. He was no, God uses him tremendously with cancer. One of the areas that he has had the highest success in the ministry of healing is cancer and tumors. He sees cancers fall off people like that. His own brother had cancer. He prayed for the brother, ministered to the brother. He fasted. Nothing happened. The brother died. And when the brother died, he was very upset. He said, God, I don't understand. He says, you use me to heal people who I don't even know. You've saved many lives of people I don't know. My own brother who is special to me. You're allowing him to die of this same thing that you've used me to free other people. And as he was complaining like that, Jesus appears in front of him. And says, it's between your brother and I. It's none of your business. And he leaves. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, learn to mind your business. Yeah. The things that are not revealed don't belong to you. They don't belong to you. Stick to your calling. Stick to your assignment. Stay on your lane. That's the Jesus of the Bible. It's not the Jesus we've created in our imaginations. Hallelujah. My time is up. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for the mystery of godliness, for unraveling this mystery that was hidden from eternity past, O oh Lord God, and has been brought, O oh Father, to our knowledge. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, I thank you, O oh Father. I declare every mystery that surrounds the life of your people, every mystery that surrounds this church, hallelujah, let it be unraveled with time. In the fullness of time, let your will be done. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Come on, come on. Begin to thank the Lord. 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 
Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. I might not fully understand. I might not understand. But Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you with my soul. I trust you with my future. I trust you with my calling. I trust you with my destiny. I trust you with my assignment. I, I trust you. Yes. I trust you. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you. I might not fully understand, but I trust you. Lord, my God. Ask the Lord to help you not to make a dumb decision. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help us, oh Father. Guide us, oh Father. Lord, my God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I pray for you that you will not be confused. I banish confusion from your life in the name of Jesus. I silence the wrong voices in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In your life. In the life of your spouse. I silence the wrong voice. In the name of Jesus. I silence the voice. Of the wrong peer pressure. In the name of Jesus. I silence them. I break their influence over your life. In the name of Jesus. You will not make the wrong decision. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you for saying yes to the will of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you is not enough, but that's, what, that's the limitation of our vocabulary. We're grateful, Lord. We're grateful. Where we have yielded to the wrong voices, forgive us. Where we have said things that we should not have said, forgive us, Lord. We repent. Where we have spoken against your purpose, forgive us, Lord. Because of our lack of understanding, forgive us, Lord. Where we have accused you wrongly, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. We did it in ignorance. Now the light has come. We receive cleansing by your word. The washing of water by your word. Let this word cleanse our consciences. Let it cleanse our mind. Let it cleanse our mental faculties. Let it cleanse our decision-making processes and the faculties we use to make decisions. Let it be cleansed by your word. Wherever there is confusion, I rebuke every confusion right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We're not going to miss you. We're not going to miss your plan. We're not going to miss your purposes. Lord, forgive us for allowing ourselves to be fascinated by the wrong things that are leading us astray. Forgive us, O oh God. Help us to be patient as you do your work. The Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You say, but let patience have its work that you may be perfect and complete Lacking nothing. 
Lord, I ask that patience will have its work in our lives. Let patience have its work in our lives. That we might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Even where we lack understanding, if we're patient enough, the understanding will come. Thank you. Help us. Help us. The voice of the enemy loses loses authority in our lives in the name of Jesus. The voice of the enemy, the voice of circumstances, the voice of our feelings begin to lose authority over our lives. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. He said, the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I refuse to follow any other voice. Come on, just declare that. Say, I refuse. I refuse to follow any voice. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Give you glory. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. You get born again. Raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Or maybe you want to say, I want to make a fresh start. I see those hands. God bless you. Raise those hands again. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for this. And all those watching online as well, I pray with you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for these ones. I ask for the Spirit. Holy Spirit to do a work in their hearts even as they make these pronouncements say this after me say dear God I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord Jesus come into my heart make me a brand new person I receive you by faith as my Lord and Savior. Wash away my sins. Make me a brand new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.